Welcome to Front Office Pros, brought to you by the Front Office Pros, Steve and Joe. Have you ever wanted to try a Dynasty League, but you have no idea where to begin? Well, you've come to the right place because we're going to take you through a beginner's guide on how to incorporate Dynasty into your fancy football leagues. Before we get started, we are on your channel, so if you enjoyed this video, smash that like button to show your support. Hut, hut, hike! So the first question we have to discuss is, what are dynasty leagues and how does it work? When you think of fantasy football, it's basically set up into three different categories. You have the most popular category, which you're most likely accustomed to, which is your redraft. That means every year you get together with your friends and you draft around July or August. Almost all the players are available unless you have keepers. Uh, and then the draft happens and you start over next year. Then you've got daily fantasy. This has been something that's been on the rise recently the fan duels of the world, also DraftKings, where you have lineups that you can choose in a daily manner. You can play with your friends or in contests. And then you've got Dynasty. So in Dynasty Leagues, you keep your roster year over year, and you have a rookie draft every year uh, to add in players. And so that's how a Dynasty League works. Joe, why do you think Dynasty Leagues are relevant, and why should fantasy football players care? So I think Dynasty Leagues are relevant, Steve, because, you know, at the end of the fantasy season, once the traditional, you know, redraft league is over, we're craving that something more, craving more football, wanting something else to happen during the, you know, soft period of the NFL where not many things are happening and kind of in that wait period from Super Bowl to the draft, you know, into training camp and the off season, you know, in Dynasty Leagues is a great way to keep that craving for football keep alive, keep that connection with your buddies and league mates in your leagues. Um, and I feel like it really bridges that gap to the in-between seasons and still gives you that fantasy football content that everyone wants. Yeah, I think the other part that makes it relevant, you kind of mentioned, but I'll expand upon it, is that I think trading is probably the most fun aspect in fantasy football. You get to put your GM hat on, you make trades, you try to make your roster better, maybe you're rebuilding, maybe you're trying to win now. And so, like you said, when you have a dynasty roster, you're able to carry that team throughout the offseason into the next year. And so you will see trades most likely happen in dynasty leagues, you know, happening within your rookie draft. You know, possibly what happens in free agency, these players will change teams, which drastically changes, you know, their value. And so you're going to see that type of activity in your leagues. And it really does uh, make for it to be a lot of fun. Yeah, to that point in a dynasty league, you know, I feel like the real strategy of the of your league year happens in the offseason. It's when you're trying to build your team, uh, trying to figure out, you know, is my team good enough to compete this year or do I got to have to try to rebuild and, you know, build to be more competitive in the future? And that strategy right there really shapes the offseason and is going to change, you know, shape your team once the season comes and then you know, in a dynasty league, like once the season comes, it's pretty much don't really have that much to do. There's not that many in season, um, you know, free agent pickups or moves like there is in a traditional redraft league in dynasty since you already did all that in the off season as well. So Joe, how would you go about incorporating a dynasty league? Yeah. I mean, obviously I think, uh, you know, first and foremost, um, you know, it's important to probably start with the rookie draft and, um, if you already have like, a, you know, your redraft leagues already in process or you already have somewhat of a semblance of a team, you know, obviously the rookie draft 
or you just, you know, if you're starting from scratch, you just have a full on draft that also includes a rookie portion, or you could just do uh, you know, straight, you know, normal player draft and then have a separate rookie draft later. Like you traditionally would after, you know, your first year in dynasty as well. Yeah. You'll probably see on YouTube, you know, a lot of different videos created around startup drafts. And I think there's kind of a few ways that I've seen it done. Uh, you can do a startup draft with rookies included. Uh, you could do a startup draft that let's say if you don't have kickers in it, kickers are basically the placeholder for a rookie pick. So for example, if you picked at the 110 spot, picked a kicker, it essentially means that you got the 101 reservation spot for the for the rookie draft. Uh, or, you know, I've seen also once the draft is over you can do a startup draft with the rookies involved. So I think you can do it in a variety of ways to first get involved into a dynasty league. And if you haven't done it, you know, I think it does it adds a whole new dynamic. And that's the thing. I mean, you can have your redraft leagues that you're in, but just add a dynasty league on top of it. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be an either or situation. And in redraft leagues, if you're kind of like, I don't know if I want to do that in dynasty, try keepers out. Keepers essentially are, kind of a bridge to that, depending on how many keepers you have, you know, I own our, you know, auction league that we do, which is a lot of fun is you can actually keep a player based on their auction price. Uh, we have a, you know, when it comes to, we have a salary cap, uh, they, they call it that, or just an auction budget, you know, for a certain amount of money for the redraft. And then you get to keep that player for the price you paid for them last year. So there are some things you can do to try to get yourself closer to what a dynasty would look like. Uh, but I think those are some things that you could do uh, to help you create a dynasty league. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. You know, uh, you know, I know we found the traditional like redraft style leagues and we were in a few of them, you know, getting stale. So we did want to add in a dynasty, you know, to kind of like our added into our portfolio of uh, fantasy leagues here and try to liven things up a little bit. But yeah, I, and I definitely agree, you know, keepers is a great way to kind of help transition and bridge that gap. Um, you know, if you just wanted to give that a try before, you know, fully diving into a dynasty league. One other thing I would mention, and I think is probably the most uh, difficult thing that you'll find in, in dynasty leagues is the possibility of orphan teams. When it comes to dynasty, the parity can really change very quickly, depending on who is gets hit, you know, hit rate when it comes to draft picks. These guys end up being really good. You start seeing a huge level of disparity between the top teams and the bottom teams. And, you know, depending on, you know, if, what your league entails, you know, it could come to the point where someone's like, I'm too far down in a hole that I just, I can't get out of it. And I don't want to do this anymore. And so I think you do have to really be creative about, how are you going to keep the owners that you have in the league? Uh, because sooner or later, there's going to be a huge amount of disparity. There's not going to be a player movement that is that is necessary. So people can just hoard on onto the players that they have. So that's one challenge. You're definitely going to have to figure out what you're going to do. Would you have any suggestions for people that might be dealing with the orphan teams right now? I mean, I think the first thing, if, if it's a free league, I, I, it probably wouldn't be, I wouldn't think that that's not going to be that, that big of a problem, you know, depending on, you know, let's say, you know, you have a friendly league or whatever, and there's, you know, a small pot that people put in some money for, that's where you might start to see like, look, I'm giving a donation, <laughs> you know, like I, I don't want to do this anymore. And so, you know, you know, I've, I've heard of different leagues of possibly, you know, paying a year in advance to kind of 
keep your commitment in, uh, you know, or stuff like that. Uh, so I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that it's hard to necessitate player movement because that's not how a dynasty league works. You know, I think you and I would, would both encourage if you haven't watched a video yet before uh, how we, we say that, um, you know, you're doing dynasty leagues wrong. Uh, if you're not incorporating a salary cap, you're not incorporating a free agency uh, because then it allows for player movement, just like the NFL. So that's, I think the ultimate solution, but you know, that is a, a big undertaking. Yeah, I definitely agree that that definitely is one of the bigger solutions, um, you know, to kind of help that problem for sure. So Joe, for those who already play in a dynasty league, what is your strategy? <laughs> uh well my strategy could be a little different than other people's but you know uh my strategy going in is i i always want to compete be a competitive team uh each year you know i'm i'm really trying to contend for a championship and i'd rather go all in and continue contend for championships than just be a middle of the road team that just is good enough to make the playoffs every year i i don't know i i play things to win and that's why I go for that style. I don't want to be a middle of the road guy. And I'm fully comfortable if my team is not good enough to contend. Tearing things down and building things from scratch. I'm definitely not afraid of that. I think rebuilds are ultimately fun and can be a good way to pivot off. And I'm fine with that strategy as well. So my strategy in Dynasty is really I'm all or nothing. I'm either going all in to contend or I'm fine kind of being uh, a bottom team in, in a rebuilding phase as well. Yeah, I definitely think you shouldn't be scared to rebuild. And I think that's one of the things for me. Like, I definitely vacillate between going win now and then rebuilding. And depending on the players and, and the picks you get, you know, you might go into rebuild, you get a bunch of picks, you get a bunch of players, and an opportunity comes for you to do, to go for a win now move, and you do it. You know, like, I, I think I, I tend to kind of jump, jump from one side of the fence to the other side of the fence a lot. Uh, but I'd say for my strategy, I, I'm with you you know, in the startup leagues that I've done, I go ahead and I win now. I go for win now rosters because to me, when it comes to dynasty leagues, I don't know how much, I mean, to be honest, like, I don't know how long these leagues are going to be in existence for. I, I don't know how many, you know, when's the wheels going to fall off, you know, and, and people are going to be like, let's just hit the reset button and, and do a new, a new draft. I think it's, I am the type of person that enjoys, you know, when new rookies come in and, and building through the draft and, and seeing them develop. And, and it is rewarding when you draft those guys and you win, but it takes a long time for that to develop. And I don't know how long this league is going to be in existence for. And is there going to be orphans? Are there going to be problems? So that's for me why I end up going towards the win now. Uh, but maybe if you're in like a local, you know, friend league that you've known each other for a long time and you know, that's not going to happen. Maybe I'd be more likely to just go ahead and, and do a rebuild strategy or, or a, a kind of like build to the draft, you know, like not go for top players and eventually be this juggernaut in the future. Yeah. Yeah. You know, another strategy, you know, I've always been willing to, uh, you know, trade my picks for proven commodities as well, instead of, uh, you know, worrying about all oh, what players are going to be in that draft class. And, you know, as you mentioned, waiting for those players that I take in that draft class to develop. I've always been willing to give away my picks for the proven commodities. And that just ultimately even goes into my win now mode uh, strategy even more. So that concludes our conversation on a beginner's guide. 
on how to create a dynasty league. We strongly recommend that you look into uh, creating a dynasty league if you haven't done so already. If you enjoyed this video, we do ask you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are relatively new. Any support that you can give us would be greatly appreciated. You can also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you have any comments surrounding Dynasty Leagues, we're happy to assist you in any way. So go ahead and put a comment below or you can send a direct message to Joe, I, or Front Office Pros. Thank you so much for watching and until next time.